Well, welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. I am so excited. It is the month of February 2024, and we are now ready for season 12 of the Harmonize Your Life podcast. Yes. Can you believe it? We are now entering into season 12 of this podcast. If you know this podcast, if you've been following, listening, watching, sharing these conversations, you know that we began this podcast in 2020 during the pandemic, right at the top of the pandemic, right as we were entering into or what we, when we knew we were entering into, we were probably already there. But when we found out we were in a global pandemic, it was right after or right during the time that we launched these podcast conversations. And we have been going strong now, going into our fourth year of this podcast. And I'm so excited about um, this next season that we are embarking upon. Um, so we are already in the year 2024. We've gone through the year, uh, through the month of January. And if you're like me, um, my year started off with a bang at the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Retreat in Jamaica. Yes, yes, yes. We had 94 women join us in Jamaica for the seventh uh, annual Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Retreat. We got, uh, we're getting ready to go to, uh, uh, we're getting ready to go to Costa Rica in 2025. So listen, I'll say more about that later on, but it's been an exciting year already. Um, we've already, um, in, in the month of January, we ended the month with our um, season 11 podcast talk back. Um, we had our tea time with Dr. Tony uh, on the fourth Sunday in January. It's just been an exciting year already. And now we are in, we're in the month of February. Y'all, can you believe it? January is over and we are in the month of February and we're ready for another season of this podcast. And I'm excited about the conversations that we're going to have in the month of February. Um, you know that we always dedicate the month of February to heart health um, and heart um, um, awareness of cardiovascular disease and diseases that impact our community around our heart. And so later on this month, we're going to have a cardiologist coming in and talking with us as it relates to heart health for our children and help us understand that many of the heart diseases that we experience as adults are undetected heart diseases that happen in childhood. So, um, so we want to talk about those things and we'll talk about that later on this month with Dr. Michelle Wallace. But I'm so grateful that we're going to start the month talking about the concept of radical self-love. Yes, we're going to be talking about radical self-love with my guest today um, uh, for this podcast conversation that uh, that we're going to be uh, engaging in uh, today with my sister and my friend, the Reverend Dr. Kelly Farrell. She's going to be with us today as we talk about this concept or this idea of radical self-love. Yes, so many wonderful things are happening. As you can see, I'm rocking my, um, my red self-care hoodie 
um, that you can purchase on my website. This is part of the Harmonize Your Life Fitness Apparel. If you know me, you know I'm all about fitness. Y'all know how I am about moving your body and taking care of yourself, spirit, soul, and body. And I'm excited about um, the red hoodie because um, when when you purchase the red hoodie, you help us. I have partnered with Georgia Representative Doreen Carter in her Go Red for Women Heart Health campaign. And so when you buy and you purchase the red hoodie, the proceeds from this hoodie on the red Go Red sweatshirt that are on my website at drtonyalvarado.com, you can go there purchase that and the proceeds from the purchase of the red self-care hoodie and the red sweatshirt go to help um, support um, um, the, the Go Red for Women luncheon and um, educational uh, event that is sponsored by my sister and my friend, um, Georgia State Representative uh, Doreen Carter. She has um, she has uh, sponsored some legislation in Georgia around women's health, and we have partnered with her in this self-care network. And so when you purchase the red hoodie or you purchase the red sweatshirt, whether it's the regular sweatshirt or, or, the, or the regular hoodie or the Go Red hoodie or the Go Red sweatshirt, all of that is available on my website. When you go there, it helps us, the donations and the proceeds from the sale of this uh, particular um, uh, 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 um, uh, garment, this hoodie, this sweatshirt, this part of our uh, Harmonize Your Life fitness apparel. I see the, the proceeds from the sale of these um, items into that campaign to help her bring education and awareness to our community around cardiovascular disease, around heart, heart disease, and the things that we can do to avoid uh, cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, hypertension, uh, heart attacks, and strokes. And as you know, last year, um, Representative Carter was on the on my podcast sharing her own testimony of how she recovered from a stroke and a heart attack. And that's what led her into this work with the Go Red uh, for Women campaign around heart health uh, initiatives, partnering with the American Heart Association. And so we want to do our part in partnering with that work. And when you support uh, me by going to my website and purchasing the red hoodie or the red sweatshirt, whether it's the regular hashtag self-care um, hoodie or sweatshirt or the go red. We actually have one that says go red. And when you do that, the proceeds from that help us to support the work that is going on around the education of heart health in our community. I'm so excited to get into our conversation that we're going to have today with the Reverend Dr. Kelly Farrell, and she'll be with us right after this.
All right, my sister is in the studio with us. Hello. I finally got you in the studio. I know, I know. So glad to be here. Hey, Dr. Tony, how you doing? You know, I'm so, I'm doing well. And as I taught the women at the retreat this year, I told them to repeat after me, all is well and all, all that well. is not well will be well. well. Right? All is well and all that is not or all that ain't, as we say. We'll be. We'll be. Right? We'll be. So, um, yes. Yeah, so I'm well, and I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad for um for us to continue um this conversation. I want to read a little bit of your bio, Doctor Doctor Farrell Kelly. Can okay. I read a bit just so I can let these women yeah. know how smart you are? Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. The Reverend Doctor Kelly Farrell is no is known in her community as a preacher, an educator, a lecturer, a mentor a social justice advocate, political voice, and businesswoman. Dr. Farrell's interdisciplinary and womanist ethic is engaged with all things business and theology. As a womanist theologian, she eloquently bridges theological conversation with best practices in business ethics, organizational leadership, and ministry development. Reverend Dr. Kelly finished her Bachelor of Science degree as a dual major in business and Bible, then went on to pursue her Master of Business Administration um, with a concentration in human resource management. And after completing her MBA, she graduated with her Master's in Divinity with a concentration in theology and apologetics. Reverend Dr. Kelly has her PhD in education and has completed two certificate programs, one from the Black Theology and Leadership Institute at Princeton Theological Seminary and a certificate in uh, of homiletics from Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee, and is now a certified preaching instructor. In 2018, Dr. Farrell created an inaugurated Circle of Fire, which is a preaching intensive design to prepare women of color in ministry in the area of preaching. The Alpha Circle gathered a diverse population of 20 women to focus on the circle's three foundational principles, preaching through the Black church context, preaching with a womanist ethic, and preacher as person leadership development. Um, circle Nation expanded in 2021 uh, to inaugurate two new circles. The first, um, it, uh, for the first time, the Phoenix Circle gathered women um, and men together to develop a prowess um, necessary to soar to the next level of ministry and welcome the brotherhood into the fall 2021 with sacred space uh, just for men called Genesis Circle. In 2019, um, um, Dr. Farrell created the Kelly U. Uh, Farrell Institute for Black Preaching and Education. The K Institute will continue in the tradition of educating clergy lay persons and in the steep history of black preaching justice and leadership with a vision that includes candid conversations podcasts that center on transparent social justice conversation and leadership development oh my god listen for more work um for, for you to understand more of Kel dr kelly's um work i want you to go to her website which i'm going to put up now drkellyfarrell.org um, and you can learn more about her work projects, ministries that you can connect with her on YouTube and the K Institute for Black Preaching and Education and on her socials on Instagram and Facebook. 
Facebook at I'm the fire within. I am the fire within. I'm putting that there, social circle of fire, and I'm the fire within. And we'll, we'll put that back up there a little later on, Dr. Kelly. But I want to welcome you again. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming into the podcast studio with me and helping me to launch season 12 of the ah. Conversations <laughs> on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. Welcome. Amen. You're welcome. Congratulations on 12 seasons. That's big. Yeah, girl. It's a lot of work, too. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I am it's sure. It's a lot of work. And I'm going to tell you, there have been days that I have said, okay, God, is it time to let it go? <laughs> is it time? And every time I think it's time That's to what let I it say. go, God That's says, what I say about the circle. Every time. Every time. We yep. haven't exhausted it. It's still more. It's, um, it's still more. Yep. It's, it's still more. It's an ongoing conversation. Um, we could talk about this stuff till Jesus come, right? <laughs> yes. We really absolutely. could. We really could. No, it's, it's, it's when you said, so the circle has been running now this year, will be year six in October. And every time, every time I feel like, okay, it's year five, year four, we about to wind down. I don't have any fresh revelation. Revelation come. Oh, something happens that I feel like we should take a look at and all that kind of thing. And so, and sometimes the Holy Ghost brings it at the ninth hour. Like last year was at the ninth hour. And I was like, I don't have a thing for next year. I was like, okay, maybe that means you're going to slow down. Yeah. And then I had been in some conversations a couple of months and it ended up being, um, this year's theme is uh, Black Church, Black Preaching and Culture. Um, okay. and so we're going to be looking at the, how we preach through culture or why we have such a dysfunctional relationship with culture and how to how address that in our preaching. So I was like, okay, I guess we back for one more year. Okay, Black yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, I, I, I guess that's why Jesus said, occupy till I come. <laughs> right? Remember in the, in the Gospels? And um, and that word occupy means do business. Do business. Do, do work. Right? Do work. Don't, don't, don't be idle. Don't be idle. Do the work of <laughs> fulfill your calling. You know, fulfill your, and fulfill thing, your calling. And we're all called to speak to the generation in which yeah. we we come forth in, right? Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. And God has a preacher for every generation. I was in, yeah. you know, I'm in the compelling preaching program with Dr. Frank yeah. Thomas at CTS, yeah. Yeah. and um, and last week he was sharing in our class how um. He was saying that, you know, they're, they're preachers that God called for every generation. Yeah. And so we certainly, you know, we are part of that. Right? Yeah, we are. We are. And I remember years ago, Dr. Renita Weems coming to our church and doing a leadership uh, thing with our ministers. And one of the things mm -hmm. she said, you know, when people listen to your sermons uh, uh, years, 100 years from now, you know, yeah. They should be able to tell what time period you preached in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the issues right. were to being addressed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we should be addressing um, culture. We should be having a com conversations. And so one of the conversations, you know, this whole thing about um, it's interesting because I, I was sharing in my introduction how when I started um, this podcast, it was right at the top of the pandemic, mm -hmm. right, and. I, I wrestled with whether or not to dedicate this podcast to women of color. Mm -hmm. And I really, really wrestled with that because I didn't want to seem exclusive or like right. I was uh, not 
or excluding a, right. a, a community of, of women. Right. Mm -hmm. But then right when I launched the podcast, COVID happened, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we as a community experienced the highest uh, mortality yeah, rate yeah. in COVID. Yeah. And it was confirmation to me that God was calling me to have these conversations with our community yeah. and within our community. And not that other communities are not a part of the conversation or can't inform the conversation yeah. or benefit from the conversation. Yeah. But I'm clear about who of my assignment where this is concerned. And I've seen the fruit of it. I'm seeing the yeah. fruit of it as yeah. a result of the way the self-care network is growing organically, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Organically is good. Yeah. And and I say organically because I'm not into like fast growth or anything. No, but yeah. I, but I'm just seeing how the, the podcast is impacting lives, mm -hmm. the retreats are impacting lives, the tea mm -hmm. time with Dr. Tony and the different yeah. things. And so, and then the partnerships mm -hmm. that I've been able to develop with women like yeah. you, who we're yeah. all saying the same thing. God has got us all in this space of, of having these convers these critical conversations. Conversations, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And yeah. so it seems that the conversation around self-care, health, and wellness is critical to the time that we're living in. I mean, when yeah. I was coming along, I mean, tw 10, 15 years ago, we weren't talking about this. No, no. Not that I remember either, no. You know, we weren't talking about self-care and self-love no. and no. things like that. And it was almost kind of taboo mm -hmm. to talk about self-love because, you know, we grew up in a lot of spaces and theologically we were kind of taught that, you know, to love, our, you know, <coughs> I deny ourselves and, yeah. you know, and not that, of course, you know, we understand denying ourselves for the, for the cause of Christ. I get yeah. that. Yeah, but I think some of it we took to um, an unhealthy place. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. The pendulum swung so far, far right, to an unhealthy place where our theology almost became self-deprecating. Yeah, it, yeah, I believe it did actually. Yeah, 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 I do. And I think so it. Um, grow. I grew up in a in a pretty conservative church here in Harlem, which is called Avenue Baptist Church. Um, and Convent is similar to the structure and demographic of Abyssinian at the time. And so Convent, Abyssinian, Riverside, um, I think Canaan, Y.T. Walker was the pastor of Canaan at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and First Corinthians um, in the 50s and 60s were very affluent Black churches. Mm -hmm. And so they were known as like the silk stocking kind of lovely hats and furs churches. Um, and so I, I come in in the 80s, you know, women could wear pants now. And I don't know yeah. about not wearing pants. And, right. you know, you, you got... Criticized well, or I wore pants to church, girl. My, my <laughs> I thought I was going to hell because my grandmother was like, "We do not wear pants." <laughs> and so, just you look know, how so we come, how far we've come, how far we come. Um, my girl probably have a fit that I preach in sneakers sometime, but I'm authentically the Bronx, and so <laughs> um, I have moved into that space. But yeah, I think I understand. And let me say, I understand the tradition and the support of the time and the and the culture of yeah. that time too right but you, it shouldn't have been appreciated because that appreciated over 
It does. And and it and it's and I don't know when and how, but I don't think it was a good thing for it to become self-deprecating or shaming because yeah. you parents or have you because when I started the serving youth ministry, which was the ministry I, I love and still love today, you got to see how the shame affected young people when they didn't have certain things to quote unquote come to church in. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think we had convent and, and other churches in the area may have had a shift because yeah. We we wanna we were starting to become exclusive opposed to inclusive, right? And right. and it was starting to affect our young people. Um, mm-hmm. and and let me say it was affecting our adults too because I I told a friend of mine I remember when I first joined the choir and let's, I was from the Bronx like I this yeah. we wore sneakers every day um <laughs> and jean jackets and and bomber jackets I mean I had church clothes for sure but it wasn't like I didn't feel like I needed to do it all the time. Right and Lord have mercy, if you came to church too casual, it was a whole scandal. And I was like, I can't do this here, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was supposed to have been like that. Like it should have been space. And then the young adults at some point had a come as you had a come as you are, developed a come as you are service because mm-hmm. people were nervous to come. And so right. the come as you are service was at in the evening, and you could kind of wear what you want. At least so we could, because young adults at the time in the in the late eighties, early nineties, and I certainly was a young adult in the mid early nineties was like. Like we sometimes even if we come home from work, right? So what we wore to work wasn't acceptable to wear to church, which was weird. So right. it it kind of got relaxed, and that was a good thing because we just need people to feel like they are valued here at the church house. Like they're right. not. We want you to come, and we're not gonna not have you coming because you're closed. But certain churches in the area, you know, they will look at you funny. Yeah. Um, depending on what, like literally look at you up and down funny, like what you doing here? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's supposed to be that. So yeah, we had, we, we've come a little ways of, now not too far, but we've come a little ways away from it. But certainly I think it, it, it could, it could tend to look again. Now after the pandemic is really different because people <laughs> yeah. have been so relaxed yeah, for yeah. the last three years. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff we don't talk about with the church no more because we, we've been relaxed for the last three years and folks is not. Put back on them pantyhose that they used to. I've been delivered from the whole pantyhose. Girl, you can't even hardly find pantyhose now. You cannot. I and mean, I, I have to God. order them online. <laughs> they're not in the store. Listen, they're not in the store. Listen, uh, Macy's on 34th Street. There used to be a whole, there, well, there still is, it was a, it's called one and a half, the level one and a half. And level one and a half is where you could go and find all the hosiery. Girl, they took all of one and a half out. There is no more hosiery. So I said, well, dang, it didn't. We we don't wear panties anymore at all in New York. Like Macy's <laughs> took out the whole one and a half hosiery department, but they sure. That's have. what I said. I said like are we like we just don't wear them at all anymore. And listen, I, I, I they were a bit oppressive, <laughs> so I guess. But, I, but let me say, I did. I certainly still do and love a pair of Berkshire yes. champagne yes. shirts. Now yes. I still yes. love them things. That's yes, also Lord. from the top. Yes, Lord. So yes, that Lord. I I have and I That's still have right. some of those. Yeah, and, and, I, and, and I think there's a balancing of it all, you know what I yeah, mean? Because yeah. I think we can be too casual yeah, yeah. sometimes, and I yeah. think there's a place for it, but yeah. there's also a place for um people not feeling uh shamed yeah. if they don't have those things. Yeah, listen, yeah, I want I wanna I want I want to shift the conversation just a little bit, but I think this this ties into where we're going. But um, you came into tea time with me. 
And um, I had you share, and you used the term radical self-love. And I wanted you to, and I wanted us to continue that conversation because I've heard, and we've talked about self-love on the podcast before. This isn't the first time we've had a conversation around it, but you use the word radical self-love. And I wanted you to, I wanted us to, and I asked you then, I said, hey, I want you to come into the podcast and let's talk a little more about that. I want to unravel that, unpack that, peel the onion or, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And really delve into that just a little bit deeper. So what do you mean when you say radical self-love? What are you talking about? How do you define that? Okay. So I am particularly coming from one of our womanist tenants. So I'm womanist in, 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 in scholarship, but I think I was always womanist in feel and in culture. Why do I say that? Because when I found womanism as a theology, I was like, oh, well, I already do this stuff. Or oh, I seen my grandmama be real womanish. And so I realized that I had already grown up in a womanist household, and which is why some of the attributes to it, um, loving black culture, loving black community, love, love, love to dance, um, all the things that kind of make up being black in urban contexts. Mm-hmm. resonated with me with womanism. And so one of the tenants, um, so I'll, I'll shout out to Dr. Irie Session. Dr. Irie has a um, a blog session on her, on her, on her post, dririe.com. And she has synthesized the tenants in such a way that they make them much more palatable, easy to understand. Because most of us come from the framework of Alice Walker's um, the author of The Color Purple, The Color Purple back out in the movies, um, where the womanist framework came from. And it was Katie Geneva Cannon who brought it into theological spaces for us. Okay. And so Dr. Irie on the website, I like the way it's broken down because she she studied under um, womanist scholar Dr. Stacey Floyd Thomas. And Dr. Thomas has a book called Deeper Shades of Purple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, for it to be something we just can get to readily, uh, Dr. Irie has um, on her blog, um, on her blog is redemptive self-love, but we also called it radical self-love. So it gets okay. to radical because it's unapologetically loving yourself, right? It's unapologetically, um, regardless of who you are, um, it, it describes Black women who love themselves, right? Okay. Regardless of how you how you're perceived, um, yeah. regardless of skin tone, um, right. and, and how you cultivate that for yourself. So part of the conversation we got into um, to a tea time was me in this, this phase of my journey in 2024 and beyond, um, pursuing softness. So there's a, a, a newer book out by Ebony Janice. Ebony Janice um, and wrote a book to, called- I want you to say, because you talked about that pursuing softness Mm-hmm. I want. I just want to put a. I want to put a little pin there because okay. that that whole idea of pursuing softness. I want us to come back to that. Finish your statement, but okay. I want to circle back to that because I don't want that to get lost on us. No, sure. Right. Um, so it's, it's it's interwoven together for me in this season because um, well, I was I was listening on Audible to Ebony Janice's "All Black Girls Are Activists." I okay. like Audible. I still I'm a heavy book reader and I love books. But when the author is reading their own book on Audible, I like to listen to what they're saying because the tenor and and how they read is just is akin to their writing. Mm -hmm. And so she has a whole chapter on pursuing softness. And she starts out with um, a guy that she was dating who it was so akin to how he pursued her, supported her, was present for her that it didn't it, it. 
it allowed her the freedom to not have to think about some things that she always overthought mm -hmm. or you had to do for yourself. Or as a black woman, you feel like you might not have any support or anyone to fall back on mm -hmm. and you have to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. And it breaks open a space where you're like, oh, wait, I don't have to do everything myself. Right. Oh, I don't even know what that feels like. Well, what is that? And so as she's reading the, you know, as she's reading and she's giving examples of, you know, someone being thoughtful enough to order dinner for you before you even reach home or someone okay. being as thoughtful as considering your feelings alongside of theirs, right? Not their okay. feelings first and vice versa. And, 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 and then in, in turn, teaching you to do that for yourself. Yeah. So for me, I've interpreted in, in my space in my life where I'm not going to overthink something. I'm not going to make something mad complicated. As you say back in the day, like I'm not going to mm -hmm. make, challenging for myself when a very simple answer is right in front of me right, right. so some of the overfunctioning, overthinking um is not always black excellence it's perfectionism masking as something else it is wow. trying to get this right so i don't get rejected it's, it's uh, to look perfect uh, so i am valued and well received it's perfectionism masking as something else i love that it, it, so Thank you. And so when I recognized that for myself, I was like, I got to love myself better because something says I love myself. I have good self-esteem. Do I also have good self-worth? Because self-esteem and self-worth are not synonymous. Right. right? And, and so looking at my self-esteem, looking at my self-worth, self-efficacy, um, self-confidence, is there somewhere in there that I have not centered valuing myself in a certain way or thinking I deserve something a certain way, which is why I might do and be just a little further than other and, and calling it black excellence when it was just really perfectionism at work. Right. Um, and yes, sometime I was, sometime I was, I wasn't giving myself a break. I was, I was being overly critical of myself. I wasn't being gentle. I wasn't being kind. I wasn't being sensitive to my own need. If I'm tired, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should go take a lavender bath if I'm yeah. tired. Not yeah. sit at this computer another hour. Well, let me just type this one little last line. Dagnabbit, that last line ain't going to get you nowhere than it did five minutes ago. So I'm be more tired. Yeah, yeah, Close yeah. out the computer. Go sat down. Yeah. Right? Make sure eat make sure you 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 rest make sure you drink enough water but also make sure you cultivate your own creativity make sure there's time for rest and play so yes. for me looks is play um coloring is play mm -hmm. um sitting on the beach is play w what is my playtime and have yes. i had enough playtime so circling all that back into it. I'm missing some parts, but we'll come back to it, right? But radical self-love is that. Like building in days off. Like yeah. every building in like you talked about in tea time. Pajama like, days. Hold oh, that bless my life. A whole pajama day. A whole pajama day. On my calendar says Kelly off. Yes. Just in case yes. I did something a week before and someone asks me the next weekend to do something, it makes me intentionally look at my calendar to make sure I'm just not part of the busy ministry, but that I'm in purposeful. 
ministry. I'm in purposeful place. I spend time with my niece, Ava. I get to see. So you have a new grandbaby. I have a new niece. She's like a year and she's all the things. So make sure I go see Ava and just yes. have time yes. for life and robustness yes. and savory food and traveling with my girlfriends and just, you know, all of that stuff. So that makes up holistically loving myself radically. Radically. I love that. I'm telling you, it is so important because it's something that you said um, when, um, when, you, when you talked about, um, um, you, you said that idea of us masking perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I remember when I, when I really got the concept that a lot of what was driving me mm -hmm. was a fear of failure mm -hmm. and a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And so when I, and, and that was what was feeding perfectionism. Yeah. It typically me. does. Fear, yeah. fear um, failure, rejection. And rejection. Mm -hmm. And so and we're feeding this, I gotta, I gotta get it done. I gotta mm -hmm. Work. I gotta, I gotta do this in order to be accepted. If I, you know, and when yeah. I finally recognize that, yes, I believe in in working hard. I believe in succeeding and doing great yeah. things. But ultimately, those things don't define my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they right? don't. They don't. They don't define they don't. my work. And so when I recognize that, then I can say no to some things yeah that absolutely. that that may be more uh less advent i'll say less advantageous yeah for me in a particular moment yeah absolutely. right i but agree yeah when we don't when we, that and i think when you talk about that softness yeah i think that's a part of it because i think some of the the grind culture or the yep that that the yep, whole idea that. of I gotta get my grind on I gotta yeah. always be on I gotta always have something going on I gotta always you know be producing and all those kind of things comparing myself to other people yep. on social media yep. Yep. I gotta do it like they did it and then we get in debt we oh. get out come on let's talk about yeah. it we do. We get we do. burned out. Our relationship. Yep. We get hard, hard, hard. We yeah, begin hard. to get in our own selves. We begin to self-deprecate. We we begin hypercritical of other women who are doing what we are doing instead of celebrating them. We become anger, bitterness, all of that. All the whole thing. Uh, the whole thing. So, so I said I will circle back around because because radical self-love is is a lot of different spaces for me as I move into each space. So. Celebration. I love celebration. Celebra I love, love, love to celebrate people. One is just fun. Um, I get it from my grandmother earnestly. She didn't miss birthdays. She didn't miss Christmases. It was a life and people with celebration. Um, and so I picked it up earnestly. I don't, I try not to miss birthdays. And, and, you, know you, you, I, and you know what? I know that about you. <laughs> I, I met you at a birthday party. I met you yes. at Reverend Dr. Jessica Ingram's. Uh, was it her birthday? No, it was the celebration of women. <laughs> It was a celebrate because we celebrated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was when I first met you, Kelly. And I had seen you, you know, on social media. And we had because we had common friends. Yeah. I had heard of you, especially, you mm -hmm. know, our girlfriend Jennifer. She just she think you hung the moon. Anyway. <laughs> so I mean, she you gotta meet my friend Kelly. You gotta I meet mean, Kelly. That's and it. So, um, all the things. Yes, yes, she's all the things. And so um, 
I met you at a celebration and then mm -hmm. I've seen you celebrate other people. Mm -hmm. And I and I have to say, that's one of the things I love about you. I've seen you do that. And then you came to my 60th birthday party last year. We had a good time, girl. <laughs> I love oh it. Yes, love yes, it. yes. And so, yeah, so talk more about that whole celebration of, of, of yourself and other yeah. women. Because so that's why? a part of self-love. Self -love. It's it not is. loving me, but how right. I love others. It's how I love others, right? So there are spaces where we get burnt out. Um, we become hypercritical of ourselves and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can choose. You can either choose jealousy and envy or you can choose celebration. You mm -hmm. can choose to have the scripture manifest that says, if God did it for me, um, the, the, the theological thought rather, if God does it for, for them, God is doing it for me because it shows that God is working in the earth realm, right? So God is no respecter of person. God loves us all the same. So if if she is being blessed, even in the middle of hardship, which she won't probably tell us about, we get to see, okay. we don't always know about the hardship, but we do can see the celebration. Well, then you, you get your best little dress on and you go celebrate with her because God is moving in her life and God will instinctively move in your life because there's a seed sown in celebration. There is love and joy. Um, so all the fruit of the spirit is in celebration right love because we i think we get to love joy peace part and just stop and forget there's more to it but okay. there's all the, this kindness there's gentleness there is self-discipline there's all the things in celebrating someone else yes. and it is a living example that god is still moving and so if i'm feeling bad or them having a bad day and i turn on my socials and i see dr tony and 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 she's doing her thing i'm not like see she's doing her thing like what god why are you ain't blessing me i'm like you know what God, if you bless him, Dr. Tony, you going to bless me. Oh, thank Okay. I'm going to hold on one more day. I don't know what the hell's going on with my day today. Yeah. But since you are blessing Dr. Tony, I'm just going to hold on just one more day because I can't take it. Right? That is what celebration does for me. Okay. It reminds okay. me that God is moving. And I want to be a part of the move and the breath of God. And celebration for me is that. Celebration also is in the space of radical self-love because it breathes into my living, breathing authenticity. I get to just be dot, dot, dot. I get to just be myself. I get to breathe. I get to take some deep breaths, right? I get to celebrate. I get to love, cry. I get to allow joy and sorrow to remain in the same place without one other cast themselves out. I get to just love. I get to be loved. I get to feel love. And when you're celebrating someone else, you people miss this part, but you you instinctively get the indirect love that they're getting. Because all the love that was in the room with Dr. Tony Chad, we will love it on each other. Yes. It comes back. Isn't that what I mean? It, that's it does. It comes back it, to us. It well, does. And it comes back in real time. Yes. yes, it comes back in. So in the room, you you were you were you you know greeting your guests and stuff, and then we were at the table and we were taking pictures. Like it was all the love, right? Right. So everyone came to love Tony, and then everyone was just loving on each other because hell, we loving on Tony. Like then it became. I, Reverend Jessica will tell you, I'll be, I be losing it. She'll be like, you be so excited. I'll be so excited. I can't even take it because it's so warm and comforting. Um, and sisterhood is radical self-love for me. So, you know, I love the sisterhood. Um, we do have beautiful mutual friends. And they 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 just, the sis, a black woman saved my life. They just love on you, right? They just help you. They just encourage you. They just, 
Um, I put up a picture with me and Reverend Tisha Dixon because I got to hear with Reverend Tisha Dixon last week. And mm -hmm. she was just so loving Jesus. So Bianca Allen tells me I'm loving. And I'm like, well, Bianca, you know, sometimes I be wanting to fight. She's like, no, Kelly, you're so loving because I can fight too. Don't don't mess with none of my people because I'm from the Bronx. I will fight you. Ask Danielle Brown. Okay. So now that we've established that, but I'm also loving. and But I get to see what that must feel like for other people when I was hanging out with Reverend Tish last week. And wow. she was just so warm. And I described it as being squishy. She was so warm and squishy that I described her love last week. It's like warm macaroni and cheese and yeah. savory oxtails. And it felt good to your bones. It was a watering mm -hmm. to my bones. Radical self-love is watering to the bones. Yeah. When there are spaces that dry your bones out and that you are exhausted from, radical self-love helps to reward you, right? So the authenticity allows me to be, the woman it allows me to be, I get to show up and just be, you know, like yeah. If my hair is not all the way done, put together, or my manicure might be looking a little fuzzy, so what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, Because my love and my identity is starting to be found in other spaces within myself and then within my community. So there's a saying that I have that um, self-discovery is birthed in community. You You discover who you are in the space of community and particularly good community but you can also discover some things about yourself mm -hmm. in harsh community you can discover you shouldn't be there mm -hmm. you can discover that this is drying my bones out right mm -hmm. i've had spaces where my community wasn't as loving and now that i'm here i'm celebrating that i have loving community so you get to see the two dichotomies in that mm -hmm. but that is that is all a part of radical self-love wow wow it's it's this is this this whole conversation is so radical in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um I'm my blog post is, is on it that's it, it, the title of it is love is um love in and of itself is radical. Yeah, it is. It it's is. it's of it, you know, for God so loved the world. Yeah. That mm -hmm. it was it's radical. It's yeah, it covers a multitude of sin. How radical is that? Radical. That the is radical. Love of God shed abroad in our heart yeah. by the Holy Ghost. It's radical. Yeah. Uh, and I talk about it's radical to love um a child that's been that has disappointed you and yeah. you still believe in them yeah. and you still yeah. support them. It's radical for a husband and wife who yeah. may be having a tough time to continue yeah. to, try to stick it out. It's, yeah. it's yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's radical. It's radical yeah. to even think that a God, the God of the universe could love me in spite of my imperfections. Yep. In spite yeah. of who I am. And it's radical for me to love myself. Yeah. It's radical it is. to love you. And I love the way that didn't the scriptures tell us that he who refreshes others, will he or she himself or herself be refreshed. Yeah. And so I love this. And Jesus said, how can we love our, our neighbor and love <coughs> ourselves? And That's true. We can't we have to love ourselves. Yeah. Right. We cannot even love our neighbor we until can't. we love, love ourselves. ourselves. This is radical. And yeah. so, and Jesus said, it's this that the law and the and and the prophets. All the prophets make it. Absolutely. And and then the more that you delve into it. You see why it hangs on it, right? So what? So I think on tea time we we talked either we were talking about or I shared what my superpowers are. I got into superpowers as a framework for myself, 
So I was reading The Power of Vulnerability by, by Brene Brown, um, an awesome book. So I think I read The Power of Vulnerability that year, as well as The Gifts of Imperfection, um, two very liberating, just awesome works and book, right? Um, and Brene Brown being a researcher, she was researching shame and she came across the antidote to shame with vulnerability. And I thought that was very interesting um, because who would have thought that there was an antidote at all, one, but that that vulnerability would be that for shame. And it's the antidote to some other things too. Well, when I started trying to figure out this vulnerability thing, because I was, vulnerability always makes you a little nervous because you're a little bit more exposed and than you would be if you're not vulnerable, if you're guarded. Um, and I, I began to realize that vulnerability um, which Brene Brown says is the key to human connection, which I fully agree. Mm-hmm. I began to see within my own self that being vulnerable was undergirding my authenticity. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I could be powerful in my authenticity, because I'm also radically vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so that means that no one can take my story and rewrite it and shame me for my own story, no matter good or not a bad, because I own my own story. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I tell Leah Jackson sometimes, I love Jesus, but I might cuss a little, or I might have a little gene because it's hard to serve the black church child. That is just who I am, right? And, I, and no one will take that from me because authentically that's me. And that's me being vulnerable, but that's also me owning my own story. And mm-hmm. so when people try to shame you for who you are, it means you're not owning who you are. Right. It means you're not living in your own authenticity. You're not loving yourself radically. So we go backwards. It'll be vulnerability, authenticity, radical self-love. Radical self-love equals for me authenticity and vulnerability. And it's powerful and it's super powerful because it it accesses and gives and gives me agency of my own power. No one takes my power from me. No one no one gets to say, you do this or you do that or you don't do this. And it begins to in- affect me internally in such a way that I begin not to love myself yeah. anymore or hate on myself or have you. I am perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. This is the way Black Jesus made me. My voice is unique to some people in the world. I'm not trying to reach all the people in the world. Right. I'm trying to reach the people that Jesus sent me to. Right. And who- People, I got my bamboo hoops. So for all the girls that got their bamboo hoops on, I got my bamboo hoops on. I am from uptown in the Bronx. I, 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 listen, I, I live into that fully. So then that means sometimes I will preach in some J's, I will preach in some Jordans, and a, and a and a good little jean skirt or some jeans, or I might have some Tory Burch shoes on because the, the the range is just that dynamic. But that's all who I am, right? I might have a little purple lipstick on. I might have a little pink lipstick on. I might just have some blistics. You might see me in the supermarket with a baseball cap on. Uh, my braids might not be fully done. Whatever. <laughs> However, I show up. I, so you mentioned tea time. Looking at yourself in the mirror naked. Looking the stuff my, my naked in the mirror. Girl, you looking curled. Your, your curves and everything fall all in the right places. Even if I'm 20 pounds heavier, right? Because yeah. if we don't love all that stuff about yeah. ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Then then people get to say something and it makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Womanist theology is as far in there says, 
you know, a woman who loves roundness, right? A woman who loves the moon and loves to dance and, and mm-hmm. loves love. Radical self-love right. is a person who loves love. Well, what's more than loving love than celebrating somebody because just of sheer love, right? right. They made it to 60 years. They they had a new grandbaby on knees. They, come on. If you invite me to the party, I'm coming. If I can make it, spice, <laughs> books, bags, pack, girl, we've been to have a party party. We're going to have a party. Listen. <laughs> Listen, so that, the, all, all that is there. It, it is. It, I just love I it. love all that. I love that Bronx, <laughs> New York coming out of you too, girl. This, the longer you talk, the more it shows up. <laughs> And, and that too, right? Because some love people, it. like people make you, they, they'll try anything sometimes, Tony, because I guess the way sometimes we feel about ourselves, uh-huh. right? But even even that, you know, in, growing up in New York, you used to hear the term, oh, she thinks she all that, all that kind of thing. And I remember coming home talking about that to my grandma one day, and she was like, well, suppose you are. Like what she will always pose it as, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. And when you had mentioned something in, in, in the space of, like we would we would do things that'd be a little self-deprecating and go too far. Right. She would challenge me to own those things a little bit. Not right. not like hoard it over people, but it's okay to love yourself. Yeah. Right? It's okay yeah. to admire yourself. It's and you okay are a big be- deal. Every woman on here that's listening, I want you to say to yourself, I am a big, a big deal. I'm a big deal. Right. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's not no. to say that I'm conceited or that you ain't. You're not a big deal. You yeah. can be a big deal, and I can be a big deal, and we can be big deals together. Together, right? together, and so that's the other part, right? And, together. And then the word tell us, let our light so shine so that shine. others might see our good work and glorify our, yeah. our God, which is in heaven. If yes. you don't, we all have a light that shines, and God that's gave right. us that. And so, yes, right. I'm a big deal. Listen, yep. radical self love. Oh, go ahead. I want to I want to do two things. I want the people to know where to find you. I gave them a couple of things in the beginning, but some may just be uh, signing on or listening. I want to let people know where to find you. And then I want you to pray for us on this issue of self-love. Okay, so I want you to pray for uh, for us. But I'm going to I just want to before we do that, I want to let people know. Do a little station identification for those mm-hmm. who are just joining. You are listening to the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, yours truly, Dr. Tony Alvarado. You can find this podcast on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, and mainly on my YouTube channel. If you are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, stop whatever you are doing and subscribe right now to Dr. Tony's YouTube channel. Let me tell you why that's important because when Google and, and YouTube are the largest search engines, as a matter of fact, Google owns YouTube or YouTube owns Google, whatever. Um, And so um, it's the largest uh, search engine in the world. And when you uh, like and subscribe and comment to these conversations, you allow this podcast to go up in the analytics And when we go up in the analytics, when people are looking for conversations around self-care, health, wellness, mental health, nutrition, fitness, um, self-love, self-care, all the things that we talk about, financial wellness, all the aspects of the, or some would say the six dimensions or eight dimensions or 10 dimensions of wellness. When people are looking for it, and oftentimes there are people in the middle of the night when they are dealing with whether or not they love themselves or contemplating suicide, they need 
to hear a word like this. They need to hear somebody like Dr. Kelly talk about radical self-love. And when you subscribe to our YouTube channel and you share these conversations, you, uh, you allow us to come up in the analytics and we're not four and five pages down in the Google search to find the Harmonize Your Life podcast in order to find Dr. Tony Alvarado. So go there and yeah. subscribe and share and comment on these conversations so that we can rise in our uh, in our numbers of people subscribed as well as the analytics and going up in our uh, in, in the Google search. All right. Yeah. So that's that's my little spiel on that. I want you to know that um, women that are listening to me, I want you to join the Harmonize Your Life, uh, Harmonize Your Life Self Care Network, which we began in 2020. It is going strong even today. You can go to my website at drtonyalvarado.com. When you go there, you'll be able to uh, uh, click the button that says Self Care Network, and then you join right there. The network is there for you to join, and I love for you to be a part of our self-care network. When you come into the network, you get invited into spaces like Tea Time with Dr. Tony. You get um, you get a benefit of, of discounts and things that I put out there for our retreats and, and classes, wellness classes, and all the things that we do pertaining to self-care, health, wellness, fitness, and all things self-care. All right. Um, I also want you to know that today uh, you can also go, as I said earlier, I want you to pat patronize the Harmonize, uh, uh, Harmony Fitness Apparel there on my website. I'm rocking the red sweatshirt uh, hoodie today in honor of health, uh, heart health awareness. And when you purchase this red hoodie or the red sweatshirt or the go red hoodie or the go red sweatshirt on my website, then you help me partner with uh, with education around uh, heart health for our community. I use the proceeds from the red sweatshirt and the red hoodie uh, to partner with education around self-care, health, and wellness um, for heart health, mainly through my partnership with Georgia State Representative Doreen Carter, who has sponsored some, some bills and legislation around self-care, health, and wellness or heart health, particularly around heart health for uh, communities of color. So go there and partner with us by purchasing the red sweatshirt or any of our apparel there. Anything that catches your eye or that you would like to purchase, you can get it there on my website. My guest today is the Reverend Dr. Kelly Farrell. I want you to know her. Uh, you can get, uh, you can follow her on her website at drkellyfarrell.org. You can go to her socials and uh, and go to uh, Circle of Fire or I am the I'm the Fire Within. You can follow Dr. Kelly at her on her Facebook page there at Kelly Farrell on IG at underscore Kelly Farrell. Look her up, follow her. Um, listen, if you're looking for, uh, if you're a preacher in the room or listening to this podcast and you're a preacher, this is a preaching woman and she can help you with your preaching. So follow mm -hmm. her and become a part of the circle of fire, of sacred fire. Do whatever you need to do to connect to Dr. Mm -hmm. Kelly. She will do you good on your journey. Okay. All right. So, Doctor, that is all. I think all the commercials that I'm gonna do. <laughs> I love it. One last commercial that I'm gonna play, but I want you to okay. I want you to pray for us, and then we'll close out with the um 
with the uh, video about the 2025 self-care retreat. Listen, okay. pray for the women and men who may be listening to us today that are struggling in this area of radical self-love. Pray for us because there are those who are listening who may have heard something today that made them realize that this is an area that God wants to uh, grow them in or maybe struggling with accepting themselves or loving themselves. And how does that play out and what does that look like for them? And then maybe looking for communities that that um, will affirm them in uh, in who they are. And so will you pray for us yeah. in that area today? Yeah. Thank you. You want me to pray now? Or yes, I want you to pray okay. in prayer. Okay. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for this time and space. And Lord God, we thank you for coming together of heart, mind, and soul. Lord God, teach us that radical self-love means celebration and ability to breathe and live. Teach us, Lord God, that it is found in community and partnerships and collaborations and that you are there in the midst with us, Lord God, so that we're not isolated, so that we're, that we're not alone, that we know that where we are, you are with us also. Lord God, there are some of us that just don't see ourselves in the way that you see us. We don't see ourselves as love. We don't see ourselves as brilliant and bright. We don't see ourselves as a big deal. But Lord God, I'm praying on today that someone will see that in us and see and know that that light and that glory comes from you. Lord God, we trust and know that you can do all things well. So Lord God, we believe right now in the name of Jesus that you would manifest your spirit in here among us, that you would make your presence known so that someone who is struggling with loving themselves well, with loving themselves with all power and authority, with loving themselves the way you love us. Lord God, you love us radically. You love us luxuriously. So Lord God, be with us to teach us how to do that for ourselves and then one to another. Lord God, the scripture says that we must first love ourselves before we can love our neighbor, our neighbor, our fellow human companion on this planet, our neighbor, the one who lives next door and the one who is overseas, our neighbor, the one who is with us on the journey and the ones that are parallel or journey adjacent. Lord God, we trust and know that you can do all things well. So we believe, Lord God, that you're doing a wellness in us. We believe right now, Lord God, that you're doing healing in us. We believe right now, Lord God, that you're touching our mind, you're touching our heart, you're touching our emotions, you're touching our physical mortal bodies. Lord God, teach us how to rest. Rest as in being still. Rest as in laying down. Rest as in taking a nap, because taking a nap is an act of social justice. Rest as in doing nothing and recognizing that doing absolutely nothing is doing something. It is caring for the temple of which you gave us stewards over. Lord God, we love you. And we thank you for bringing us to this moment. I thank you for the Reverend Dr. Tony Alvarado and the work that she is doing right here, right now. I thank you, Lord God, that you brought us together to collaborate and talk about this work and do and give her all the wind. Give her all the fresh anointing and fire. Give her all of the breath that she needs so she doesn't get weary in her well-doing. Lord God, water her bones. Magnify her increase, Lord God. Give her all resources. Give her all reflection. Give her all 
whole vision journey. But most of all, Lord God, give her your love so that she can pour back out into us and she can pour into herself. She can pour into her new grandbaby and she can pour into her family. Lord God, we love you and we want you to continue to teach us how to love every day, every hour, every moment that we move closer and closer to you in our journey. We hope and pray, Lord God, that we will love all the more and all the honor. We ask right now this in the name of Jesus, believing that it is said and done, believing that you heard our cry and that you heard our petition on tonight at this very lovely altar. I ask all these things in Jesus' name and give thanks. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank You're you. Welcome. My sister, I appreciate you so much for I like time. I, I, it was good. We did good. We did good. <laughs> I'm so excited. Listen, y'all, I want to share the video from the um, for the self-care retreat. And I want y'all to bear with me because I'm still learning how to work, you know, all this technology stuff. So if it don't go as smooth as it should, just bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this. Let's see. How can we do this? Uh, did I do this right? Let me see. Let me remove myself here. Uh, let me see. My husband is going to probably be like, babe, you got to figure this out. Because, you know, he always getting on me, telling me, like, babe, you got to learn how to do this. You got to learn how to do this. So I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do, Kelly, is add to the stage. There it is. There it is. And then I got to do that. And then I got to, I think I got to play the retreat is to provide women an opportunity to travel, mm -hmm. rest, renew, refresh, mm -hmm. and experience the beauty of other places in the world. Can I do it? Therefore, I am excited to announce the eighth annual Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Retreat will be hosted in beautiful Costa Rica. Ladies, get ready to pack your bags and join me January 9th through the 13th 2025 at Dreams Las Marias Resort and Spa, set within the tropical rainforest on Playa El Habo, with lush landscapes and stunning views from every corner of the resort. Come with your sisters, mothers, aunts, daughters, nieces, and girlfriends to be coached, trained, and taught by women who are professionally qualified to help us strategize and create the harmonious lifestyles we need and desire. Because harmony doesn't just happen, we make it happen. Get registered today. Take advantage of early registration discounts. Make sure you have a valid passport because we're taking the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Retreat to Central America and beautiful Costa Rica. Don't miss it. <laughs> okay, I did it. All you right, y'all. Go to my website, drtonyalvarado.com, all the information for the retreat. We would love for you to join us in Costa Rica. Come on, Dr. Kelly. You need to come on and go to Costa Rica. I, I, I wrote the dates down, um, and Leah Jackson talked about it the other day, so I'm going to sit very earnestly because that is beautiful. And okay. I just love to travel. But I wrote the dates down Let's January do 9th the 13th. I did. All right. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Thank you again for coming in. Thank you Thank all you. for joining us for this conversation. And listen, I want you to share this conversation with, with anyone that you believe uh, needs to hear this radical conversation about radical 
self-love. We'll see you soon on Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. Be blessed. Thank you.